All right. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Kingdom 101 Relationships. This is a quiet week, meaning that this is a pre-recorded message. I am Pastor Lundin Lee of Astounding Love, a global church fellowship that is located currently in Manteca, California. And I am also part of More Than Enough Ministries, which is helmed by our apostle, Dr. Baker. So I want to welcome you to tonight. We are going to go into the scriptures more. I have testimonies I want to share with you. I think I may be able to pull up some of the quotations and things that came from some of the comments. Thank you so much for your comments and your questions and your queries that you're sending either on you're posting on the web on the Facebook page or I'm getting private messages. And so far, I don't think we've received any emails, but the information will be put up there. It's contact us at astoundinglove.org. At any rate, I want to say thank you for your participation. And as we go through this month, the month of December, which we're just starting, we're going to have, I think, an amazing time come just seeing what it is that the word of God has to say to us about relationships, especially from the kingdom level. So we're going to pray and then we're going to get right into the conversation, the teaching, the dialogue, interacting and all of the other things that we do. I do want to tell you, I had fun with you all last week in terms of being able to talk and uh, interact and have the, the notes and the things that were coming. So I kind of missed that, but I've got some announcements as well that I would be making probably either the the last of today's teaching or it will be sometime next week and it's all going to be a really good time. Father, I praise you and I thank you for tonight and I thank you for the beautiful, wonderful people that tune in on a faithful basis to hear the teaching. I thank you for the audio being what it needs to be. Amplify my voice so that it can be heard. I praise you and thank you for everything that you have to say to us. We incline our ears to hear you tonight, Holy Spirit, and we bless the name of Jesus, which is the greatest name we will ever know. I love you so much, and I thank you for the love that you have for me and for all of my friends and family, for all the people that are a part of this teaching and for everybody on the planet, actually. You are so, so good to us, Lord, and we worship you and praise you and thank you for all that you do, in the name of Jesus, amen. All right, I'm going to try to look up here. I think that's where the camera is. And we do have, I have a testimony of my own that I'm going to weave in and out of the teaching. And what I want to do is I was listening to the class that we had last week. And one of the things that we were talking about in our intentional superhuman living, which is the overall you could say that there are a couple of different different uh, phrases that are connected to Kingdom 101 relationships and all the Kingdom 101. One is intentional superhuman living because this is the spirit-to-spirit life that we have. And so it has to be intentional. You have to be intentional in Kingdom. You cannot. It's not something that you just luck into or happen upon or stumble into. But really, it's a deliberate, intentional decision to live a very different life from anything that you have been told by folks that only listen to natural emotions and, and, and the circumstances of this world. So kingdom life is intentional, superhuman living because it's living the life of God. And it is the spirit to spirit life that we are reflecting and talking about. So another thing that I like to use is the expression, this kingdom thing of ours. If I ever give a test, 
and you can answer those three questions, you should be able to answer everything else that we talk about. Intentional superhuman living, the spirit to spirit life, and this kingdom thing of ours, this thing that we have in the kingdom of God that far surpasses the life that we knew before Jesus, or even when we came into mere Christianity. Again, much of this is based on, um, it, it are, there are principles that are taught in my book, and I remembered it today. So my book, which is called Kingdom 101, and there will be a Kingdom 202 coming out at some point. But anyway, a lot of the principles and even some of the stories that I tell you can find in this book, but, and you can find it on Amazon.com, I'm sure. But you do not have to have the book in order to take the class. So I'm just giving you both. The option, reading the book is pretty good. It's fun. But you don't have to have it for the class. This class is also, though, going to, uh, a lot of the materials that we take is forming the workbook for Kingdom 101. But this particular segment of what we're teaching on these, which are really the Wednesday night Bible studies, is relationships. And so, of course, those of you that have been following along, you know that the first relationship we've been talking about is the relationship that we have with God. And through that relationship that we have with God, the relationship that we have with ourselves, we're going to get to um, one another and talk about some of the other things as well. That's going to happen. But I, I want to tonight and mayhap next week, um, we can kind of finish up this part and take what we've learned from this segment and go into the next one, which starts to be our relationship with others. So uh, when we look at the scriptures, and most of you, I think, have this, which was the, uh, the scriptures that are online that you can download. So these are the scriptures for intentional superhuman living. You can find them. The link should be on the page, uh, on the Facebook page, but you can also go to www.astoundinglove.org and there is a link there that says Pastor Lundin's Notes and that'll take you not only to the teaching on Kingdom 101 but some of the stuff of teaching about the voice of the blood of Jesus power-filled voice of the blood of Jesus which I'm going to do some short snippets on a little bit later and kind of update that particular teaching and, and go more in depth with it but you can find a lot of that kind of stuff on that website so uh, that's just for those that are kind of wondering, how do I find more of your teachings? Well, everything is not here. I think a lot of it is on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, that's a bit of a surprise looking at some of the stuff that's on YouTube. But we do have that stuff. Now, last week we looked at, I believe, John 6.63, which talks about it is the spirit who gives life and the flesh is of no benefit. We also looked at Romans 7, 5 and 6 where it says that when we were merely living natural human lives, then the law through defining sin actually awakens sinful desires. And we taught, talked about that in depth or at length at least last week. So just refer back to the week before and you'll be able to catch up on that. There were some things, though, that were said, and we'll get to some of those other scriptures because they're also connected to things that we're talking about. But one of the questions that I did hear myself ask was, does God have the relationship with me that he wants? And we know already that the answer typically is no, he does not. 
Because you have to understand that it has to be for his pleasure. And when Jesus was talking to his disciples, when he was walking the earth, one of the things he kept saying is, "If I do this for my father. That his whole motivation in walking the obedient walk was to please the father. Esther, Queen Esther, if you read in that book, one of the, the things that she said that was so key was, if it pleases the king. And then there's another scripture that tells you the king is your husband. Do what he wants you to do. Obey him. Follow him. And those are some of the things. I'll, and when I write the new scriptures up, I'll, I'll put those on the list. They may show up on the website. I mean, on the Facebook page. But at any rate, these are scriptures that are personal to me. And does God have the relationship with me that he wants? And the answer is no. But I can tell you that as of yesterday, which would have been Monday, um, or Tuesday, yeah, this week, I believe that I started entering onto the road where he will have what he desires. My heart really is to please him. I am by nature, by the superhuman, supernatural nature, I have, I'm predisposed to want to please God. That's not exclusive to me. That's something that I believe he puts in the heart it's in the heart of Christ to please the Father. It pleases the Father. And so it's been put in us. Maybe it's hidden, but it's available to us. I want, I live to please God. I live to please the King. And that's not a religious statement because you see, it's going to take risk. It's going to take boldness. It's going to take daring. It's going to take uh, sometimes being a little edgy. Because you're going to do things that can be controversial in the eyes of those that want to live safely. Safe lives, meaning compartmentalized, everything in its place, and God doing everything they want him to do. And it wasn't set up that way. He set it up for us to do what he wants done. Because as he's pleased, so are the people around you. It says, when a man's ways please the Lord... It causes even his enemies to be at peace with him because the pleasure of the king starts to spread out and it starts to affect the lives and the, the attitudes of people around us. So does he have the relationship with me that he wants? And another question was, do you have the passionate, all-consuming lover relationship with me? This is a question for God. Do you have... The um, all-consuming, passionate, lover relationship with me that you desire. And again, the answer was no. You know, when you talk about a lover, you're, you're talking about someone that you love and you give the special treatment. They get the best of you. Sometimes they get the worst of you, too. But they get the heart of you. They get the expressions of your heart. And there is a desire to please this person. I don't mean lover, like the world calls a lover. That's a sex partner. That's somebody that you may like or, or a lot or something. But a lover of God is one that is in a deep, intimate relationship that far surpasses a physical thing. It is physical in our acts of worship. But a lover of God and one that is God, God considers to be a lover is one that lets him love you. And it's one that allows the love that he puts on the inside of you to be released back toward him and others. 
And so a lover of God is one that's going to receive God's love for themselves and let him love you. That's the relationship we're talking about. I love him so much that, yes, sometimes it brings tears to my eyes. And I, I sing little songs to him. I sing songs to Jesus. It's like, you are the one for me. I mean, you just, you're it. You're the one. Because he is. And then others can have their places because my heart puts the king first. And by putting him first, everybody else gets to get the best of. There was a song back in the 80s, the best of my love. You get the best of my love, Jesus. And then the best of his love flowing through me into the lives of other people. And that's how it works. So I want him to have this all-consuming, passionate, lover relationship with me. I want this so much that this week I learned some steps and how to surrender that to him so that he can have that. And that's some of what I'm going to share with you all as, as we go on. My other question was, what can I do to be able to increase our love life? And again, these were the steps that I learned because it comes from intentional superhuman living, which leads to living or to liberty and freedom. That's what superhuman living does. It leads to liberty and freedom because the superhuman living I'm talking about is fueled and sponsored and sourced by the spirit of God and by his living word. Those are the sources of this, this, this kingdom thing of ours the king himself. So my way of escape is a walk with God. This is how I get out of every uh, shenanigan, uh, terrible thing, whatever kind of word you want to use for it. I get out of the quagmire. I get out of the issues, the problems, the scenarios by walking with God because the Bible tells us to seek wisdom, to ask him for help, to um, to, to pursue it. And if any man lacks wisdom, this is what James says, then let him ask of God because God will give it. So what is he giving? He's giving you that aspect of himself. Every time we pursue something out of the word of God, we're getting another aspect of his character, his personality, his expressions of love toward us, his generosity, his care, his vision, his heart for you and me. This is relationship with him. And I'll tell you something, you can't get this out of a textbook. This is walking with him in the cool of the day, which we're able to do. So what I experienced I, a couple of days ago, I was fretting over some things. Let me pull the Annette Capps quotes in and kind of we're going to look at scripture. We're going to look at those quotes. I'm going to give you this testimony through, this, through the scriptures, and all of this will come together to challenge you to give your testimony, to write it out, to seek the kingdom of God. This is Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And that's one of the ways that is said. Um, Apostle Barry Cook likes to say, 
um, success to the kingdom, success to you. I pray I'm uh, quoting that properly, but I love that. I love the ways that that different people will read that just that one passage of scripture and they will be able to give you a piece of the heart of God toward you. So uh, that particular apostle teaches on mission and teaches on grace and teaches on he teaches on some awesome, awesome things. But it's fueled, underlined, undergirded with Matthew 633. My apostle, Apostle Baker She's always talking about kingdom first and, 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 and all of them, all of the, because uh, I'm kind of mentioning loving unity apostles amongst others. But what every single one is always saying, this is about obedience. Apostle Baker, that's that's real chief for her. And um, some of what I'm going to talk about, actually, if you catch her recording from the Tuesday night, really telling it like it is. She talks about, she mentions gratitude and she's reading out of uh, different aspects of the scripture and talking about this walk that we have. And so I'm going to pull on some of that because prior to her even teaching that, this was the lesson I learned. And it's how awesome is it when the Father, when the Son, when the Spirit of God gives you an instruction and then he brings it forth from another one of his vessels to just pour it into you. So that you're filled to the overflow, success to the kingdom, success to you. One is going to bring about the other, you see. And so uh, anyway, one of the things in that caps in her book, Quantum Faith, which again, I don't have the copy with me, but I believe that they posted it on the site. So you can, you can look it up and you can, it's probably about $2.99 or $1.99 or something. This little book that it has packed such a power punch in it. And one of the things that she said was that your words are energy. I have Steph quote it right here. Your words are energy and they affect the matter in your life. When you speak the words, this is the worst car I've ever had. You stupid piece of junk. Those words are vibrations of energy that affect the atoms that make up that car. If you speak those words long enough, your car will obey you and you will become that piece of junk. And what I wanted to pull from that quote was the fact that she's talking the energy that you put into negativity, the energy that you put into your uh, your passion for fault binding or your passion for the, the the manifesting the truth of what God said to be seen. It's up to you. You can either use that power to to nullify things and to bring about tragedy in your life. You and and if you're doing that, you're focusing on an attitude of, of being an ungrateful little sod. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> an ungrateful little individual. I don't mean to cuss even in the English British language, but um I like the word though. Because I, I think of it as like a lump of clay, you know, you little ungrateful lump um, is what I'm thinking, because you're speaking in negative when you could bless and you could see the blessings of the Lord start to manifest in your life. And so here when she's talking this energy, this power, this dynamite, this force of spirit that you are sending toward Adam's things, atomic makeup, you are reforming, you are shaping, you are speaking a destiny, and you're decreeing and declaring the demise of a vehicle because
it has annoyed you because you don't have rule over your own spirit and you should. I'm talking to kingdom citizens, ambassadors, if you want to call yourself that, a son of God, an obedient son will speak the words of their father. Um, son, in this particular case, is not gender specific, but if you want me to go gender, an obedient daughter will speak the words of her father. Okay, we are going to have to pay attention to what it is that we're saying and understand very clearly that if it's not connected to what thus saith the Lord, it is not worth saying. Okay. God did not say it. If it's not rooted and found in what he said, it's not worth saying. Mayhap, it's time to hush up a little bit and, you know, think about these things a little more. All right. Uh, another thing that she said, God is not limited to the things that you and I see. There's an infinite supply of substance waiting to be manifest according to your beliefs and words. We're going to deal more so with that one. Um, I'll read it again. God is not limited to the things that you and I see. There's an infinite supply of substance waiting to manifest, to be manifest according to your beliefs and words. This is in the notes. So if you have downloaded the notes, then you also have this page that has those four quotes on there. Um, your thoughts and beliefs produce an energy that people can perceive and react to. So they can feel your vibrations, good, bad, or otherwise, uh, danger, danger, um, stranger, danger, some of those type of things, unless somebody is it, it burying it very, you know, deep within. But the spirit picks it up. The scripture tells us that he knows. No man knows except his spirit, except the spirit of God. And when you allow him to talk to you on a regular basis and you are able to discern what it is that he's saying to you, then you hear what you need to hear to be or to leave places that you need to leave or just not to go. And that's vitally necessary in this society, in this day and time that we live in. Another one that was, as she said, do you want, and this is a question, do you want to reinforce that which exists or do you want to change it? If you have sickness and disease in your body, if you have a poverty mentality, which is more than a lack of money, but it has to do with always seeing um, lack of anything. I don't have anybody to help me. I don't have uh, one man with a poverty mentality. He said, I don't have anybody to help me to get in the water. This is what he said to Jesus. And he was so steeped in the problem of his life that when somebody was offering him a way of escape, he almost missed it. He really did. I don't have anybody to help me. I didn't ask you if you had anybody to help you. I asked you if you wanted to be made whole. Do you want to be healed? You know, there's another way. So you're going to have to listen for the opportunities that are coming to you. You're going to have to hear what the Spirit of the Lord says. Because uh, sometimes he speaks through others. He does. But it is him. When he's talking, he's talking. And you want to make sure that you don't miss out on what it is that he has to say. So what I learned over the past couple of days, I have, uh, last week especially, I had a time. Oh my, it was like, it just felt like somebody had just driven dump trucks filled with trash, 
And we're just dumping them into my life. And it was affecting me financially and emotionally and this way and that way and the other way. And it was just a whole bunch of nothing. And then, uh, because, you know, there's just been a lot of stuff. Hey, let me say something original. There's a lot going on. And I'm the only one? No, not even. So, you know, in the story of my life, my life story was kind of wanting some attention. And so I had to look at it. And so I'm so grateful. I said this last time, too. I'm really grateful for having people in my life that I can laugh with and talk to. And one of my favorites to do that is my apostle, who is also my mother, Apostle Baker. And so as we were talking, I and, and I was just saying, yeah, this is going. I didn't go. I don't typically go into a lot of detail. I may give you a headline or something. Um, some people can discern it and see it on my face because I don't try to hide it. And um, if I'm not happy about something, then my mind is working. And, and and when I'm letting the mind of Christ, when I remember I have the mind of Christ and I act from that seated position in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus, then my mind is hearing what it is that God has to say. So there's two voices that uh, you, you have a tendency to listen to. You're either going to, and, and it's in the sound of your own voice most of the time. You're either going to listen to what God is saying, or you're going to listen to what the world, Satan, through the uh, influence, satanic influences of the world is saying. You're going to try to act, get common sense when you should operate from superhuman sense. You you don't need common sense because the Bible says that those temptations that happen to you are those things that are common to man. But you are success oriented. You are superhuman oriented. You are kingdom oriented. So you're not looking for the common solution. You are looking for the supernatural, superhuman kingdom of God breakthrough solution to a situation because you want to solve the issue, settle the matter and banish ever forever and a day, if you will, the demonic influence that has been trying to uh, keep you down. You're going to have to learn. And this is really, really important to, uh, I, I'm going to quote my friend, prophet Anita Duane, uh, because uh, she was quoting uh, another woman of God, uh, Actually, uh, and she with what the Clarice Fluid, I believe it was, and the comment was, "Open your mouth and talk like God." Hello. Open your mouth and talk like God. That's what Jesus did. Open your mouth and say what God says. Open your mouth and release what God says. Otherwise, close your mouth until you can get what He said, and then open your mouth and release it. But certain situations, you can be quiet for a moment, but when it's time to speak, make sure that you have something good, something God to say. So I don't want common. I don't want common sense because it gets me in trouble. I have the mind of Christ. He does not have common sense. The mind of Christ, which was also the mind of God, the mind that Jesus of Nazareth walked in, the mind that he has left us with, we're crowned with this mind that comes from the highest place in the seat of, in with, seated in the heavenly, in Christ Jesus, access to his mind 24-7 throughout all eternity, outside of the 24-7, 365 realm into the timeless realm of the kingdom which means it's above the scenario of your issues. It sees beyond the little spot that we're in 
to where we are destined to be. And therefore, you see, the mind of Christ says, well, whatever little pickle you're in is subject to change because you have a destiny to fulfill. Yes, I'll say it again. Whatever little pickle, problem, situation, whatever it is that you're in, when you look at it from the vantage point of the kingdom of God, you can do as Jesus did. The Bible says he looked beyond the cross, despising the shame for the glory that was set before him, that place in the kingdom, that place in God that was set before him, that, that hidden place, that place where he would go, where the power was released. He looked beyond what was the current situation for the, with the understanding that there would be a moment that in time when this was done, finished, and beyond that was the plan of God looking to manifest. And if once we start to really understand that we can look at the problems in our lives, either from being in the midst of the thing or from heavenly perspective where you look beyond it and you see that there's more destiny to be fulfilled than the current situation of a broken car or no car or no money or not enough money or uh, relationships that are, seem to be broken. Your heart is wounded. You're going through this situation. Somebody, unfortunately, we've all, many of us, most of us have experienced this in the last few years. Somebody we love died or we remember the anniversary of their death or we lost a job because we refuse to take an injection or we have something, but it feels like we're separated from others. Division tries to come. All of these things. And yet God has spoken a word that if you, as you look into the word, as you look into the mirror of his word, if you look at what he has said within those words is a solution to every situation, a healing for all the broken parts, a wholeness that enables you to press forward and a destiny that is still to be fulfilled. I'm talking to you. Yes. I'm talking to whosoever has ears to hear. I want you to pay attention to the truth of the matter that your circumstances do not define you. The word of God defines you. You don't, you can define yourself, but if you don't say what he's saying, you're wrong. If you think you're stupid, you're wrong. If you think that you are hopeless, you're wrong. If you think that God does not care, you are, can you fill in the, the blank there? Wrong. Because it's not what he says. That's why we're wrong when we say these things. We're on the wrong side. We're coming from the wrong end. We're speaking from the wrong source. And that's just wrong. <laughs> Don't do that. Let's believe. Now let's look at some scripture. And then we'll come back to those two last statements with uh, uh, what Ms. Annette Capps had to write. I mean intentional superhuman living that means you're constantly making a choice you are constantly choosing the kingdom you are constantly choosing what god said consistently every single time you are uh, i don't feel good my body hurts this is going on i i can testify to that but i can't stay there it's an internal decision i may have to go through a few days of something sometimes that's what happens but I'm intentionally 
saying what God said in the face of this other thing that is telling me, no, you're not going to make it. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. You're never going to do this. You're this, whatever the nevers and so forth and so on. And the lies, the lies, the lies, the lies. They are lies because if God did not say it, it is not the truth. Scripture, let God be true and every man a liar. <laughs> every man that does not say what God has said is lying, meaning you are on the wrong side of the kingdom. You're not in the kingdom of God. You're speaking from another source. And you don't want to do that. All right. So I learned through this stuff that I was going through, I was being, I had forgotten something. My words, because I was talking more, as I told you earlier, I don't typically talk about what I'm going through on, on an in-depth basis. Now, I do have people that I can use as sounding boards, but I'm solution-oriented, so I'm, I'm strate strategic that way. I don't want to talk about the problem. I want to solve it. I don't want to stew in it. I want to get rid of it. I don't like certain things that happen in the lives of people that I love, and I'll let them know I'm not happy. I'm not upset with the people. But I don't like seeing my family afflicted. I, it does not please me at all. So I kind of go into warrior mode. It doesn't mean I do a lot of loud, crazy stuff. It just means that I am constantly listening to the Spirit of the Lord. What can I do? Is there something that you want to do through me? Is there something that you want me to pray? Because I don't want to see them. Is this something that they're going to? Can I put my hands on their back and help to push them through it? As others do, sometimes you push, sometimes you pull. But at all times, we love. You understand what I'm saying? Even if they don't love you back. So what? That's not the, it, you know, there. I maybe you have a rule. I will only love you if you love me. I don't have that rule. Sometimes it can hurt. Sometimes it can. You know, sometimes you're thinking, wow, I love these people so much, but they don't ever say those words to me. Or they give me a thumbs up, you know, or some some kind of goofball thing like that. Well, that's when you've got to go back and you have to say, do you require it? Do you require that the people that you tell them that you love them, do you require them to give that back to you? Or can you receive it from God? And those are the decisions that I constantly make. God, I have to receive it from you because here's another one. You know, here's another one. Here's another one. Some people are not comfortable saying those three words. I love you. Or they think that you're going to take them to the bank I don't know what they think you're going to do with them, but, you know, I dare not tell you that because you might use it against me. Oh, yeah. No, not going to do that. But some people do. I don't know your experiences. So what do you do? You love. You let God love you. And then you have more than enough. And you start receiving. Well, I'm very loved. So I, I got to tell you. I've got to tell you. But I love you so much. I free you from having to tell me back. And yet when they do, oh. That's a good day. That's a very good day. It's like, oh, thank you. I've told people, thank you for loving me. Thank you for saying that. And I really mean it because I love love. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> and I love you. All right. All right, let's keep going. So, <clears throat> so here I am. And I've been talking so much about the stuff that um, it was starting to weigh on me. And 
my daughter and I, I, I mentioned last week on Thanksgiving Day, we walked the 5K. She walked with some friends and I met a lady that um, she was out there and she was in her, I guess her 70s or 80s or something. I don't know how old she was. She didn't look like that to me, but she was just talking about how she was out there and, and she needed to do this, but she wasn't walking very fast. So she became my walking buddy and we walked and we talked and we walked and we talked and it's a three mile, three point something mile walk, which I used to do every day um, for five days a week about nine, ten or so years ago, maybe a little longer. I'm not really sure, but it had been a while, about at least 12 years since or 13 years since I'd been out and actually took a walk. And we're walking in the park and you have to go up a little bit inclines and, and things like that. And we're walking and I could feel my engine revving like I could go so much faster than this. But I was talking to this woman and the spirit of the Lord had some things he wanted to say. So we still finished the brace and like, I mean, the walk probably an hour and seven minutes. And I, I used to average about 20 minutes per mile. Um, that was, you know, uh, kind of strolling a little bit, listening to my music, bopping a little bit and, and so forth. But I would, used to walk around to school in my town here. And one time around was a mile, second time. So I'd walk around it three times and it would only take me about an hour. And what I found was that uh, I can do that. I have the energy for that. And I love it. My treadmill died, but we're going to either fix it or I, another one will find its way to me because I like it. And in January, I'm going to take up running again. It's again because I actually ran track a long time ago. But I did run track. And I love the fitness life, I, I, meaning I, being healthy. And being strong and being at my age capable of doing things that maybe people think that I shouldn't be able to do. And so, you know, because anytime you pass 30, everybody's, you're old now. I guess that's what they think. I'm not. I'm going to be ageless. That's what I've chosen. And I'm not aging. I'm just done with it. <laughs> Get to the point, lady. Okay. So, lack of gratitude. And the Spirit of God reminded me, you're not being grateful. And suddenly, I found myself looking at the people around me through the eyes of gratitude. You can look one of two ways. You're either going to be grateful for the people in your life, or you're going to find fault with the people in your life because they don't live their lives the way you want them to. So you're going to criticize, or you're going to be great, or you're going to praise God and give thanks. And so I found that my uh, if you will, my levels of gratitude were low and I needed to, my reservoir was low and the levels had to come up. And so for the last couple of days, it's just been, God, I thank you. I'm so grateful for my friends, for my family, for my life, for the things that I get to do, for the word of God, for Jesus, for the blood of, of Jesus, for the Holy Spirit to be with me. I'm grateful to pray. I'm grateful for the house that I live in. I'm grateful for the car that I drive. I'm grateful that the, the situations I'm, I'm currently in are temporary, subject to change, that you have a plan that extricates me, pulls me out of all of this to get me to where you want. I'm grateful that you have a plan for me. I'm grateful that you love me so much. And it just started to flow. And again, it's, you know, sometimes you can sing, but you're not grateful. You don't even realize it because it's like, when's the last time that you expressed it on that level? And yes, Thanksgiving.
physical. I'm thankful for this, but, but gratitude to God just because he is. And so it started to come alive and I got very excited about it because as I'm doing that, he rewards me. He rewards me with a reminder of a word I received of this year that was new for me not because no one's ever spoken a word from God to me before but to have it happen the way that it did I was at a, a loving unity convention back the first one I ever went to meeting movement meeting and it took place in Fresno California and one I, I love all of these apostles and prophets um, so one of my favorites of which they all are Apostle Marshall McGee comes to me on a Saturday morning. There's a reason I'm telling it to you this way. He comes to me on that Saturday morning. He says, can I share something with you? And I'm like, of course, yes, you can. And so while other stuff was going on, he says, God says that he has some things for you. This is Somebody else needs this. So I'll, I'll share this with you. It's not a private interpretation. It's just going to manifest differently. Okay. He said, God has some things. He said, all these things that he has for you. But he has, and I'm paraphrasing, it has to be in his timing. And so, you know, you hear this word and you go, okay, thank you. I received it. I, I truly did. I was, only thing I was really sorry about was that I couldn't record it. But I heard it and I took it to heart, but I didn't take it to go back to God. I didn't take it back to the Lord to say, what, is, what are you saying to me? And while I'm expressing gratitude just in this, these past few days, I was reminded of that. You know what I did instead? This is your opposite. You get a word, you know, or you see um, that I can I can go after this certain career or this thing can happen now or something, and you start getting impatient with the process. The process. You start wanting the name, the timing of it. Uh, for me, uh, at that particular time, I was May, June, July, two months into learning to walk in obedience with food. And I'm going to tell you this much because it's a lot more than what I'm saying. But some people are wondering, well, you know, because I've seen pictures of myself and it's like, have you lost a lot of weight? The answer is no, I haven't lost any. I'm not what you lose. You find because peace is nothing missing, nothing broken. I'm not looking for this to ever come back to me. So, no, I have not lost any weight at all. But if you're asking if there's been a great deal, yeah, it's over 100 pounds, actually. And um, that's pretty huge. Glory to God. It's more than that. How much more? I'll tell you later. But um, it's a lot. And the best part is that it's been super human, super natural. It's walking with him and doing what he says. And then he does what he wants because in the timing of God, here's a secret. When you receive that what he wants to do, he has his own timing for. And let's look at the scripture. First Peter uh, 5, 6 says, if you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. That's in the Passion Translation. I will read it again. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6. If you bow low, meaning you give up, your own agenda and the way things have got to be for you. I've got to have it. I got to do and so forth. The time schedule that people try to put God on. He doesn't live in time, just so you know. Um, 
If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands, which means you're going to move into the supernatural realm where things manifest outside of time. And then they come into this realm where you are. We'll teach on that some more uh, soon because I, I think it, it has merit to what we're talking about. You may know the same scripture as humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in what the scripture calls due time. Well, what kind of time is that? Oh, I know a lot of you know. Kairos time. It is the timing of God. It's the outside time. But but we know that we're in a prophetic year, in a prophetic season, where Kronos time, which is the clock time, if you will. But Kronos is also, interestingly enough, um, the name of a demonic God and, and a whole lot of other stuff. But Kronos and Kairos will come together. Kronos will bow to Kairos, will bow to the timing of God. The timing of man must bow to the timing of God, which will take you into Bringing the stuff from the past, it has to bow. All of the timing, all of the things that, that keep trying to get in your way and, and, and prohibit you or tell you that, that, that you're not going to make it, that it's going to take you 20 years before you're able to do this, that, and the other. That timing, the scheduling, the calendar of man must bow to the timing of God, which comes from the outside realm. It comes from a place where everything is already done. The already done, it bows to it. So that Kronos bows to Kairos and it becomes not future or past, but they meet together in the now time. And so the timing of the Lord, I said, you know what? All of a sudden, I remembered that word and I thought, oh my God, I have been on the wrong side of time. I have been trying to make things happen according to the time schedule, this body needs to come on let's tighten it up let's get this done let's get that done and i became impatient instead of grateful grateful this is the easiest thing i have ever done in my life i kid you not <laughs> it's like it's incredible what is what what's the supernatural element oh you thinking oh it's the uh, the weight no it's me it is the ability to obey him because I want to please him. This is the lover. I want to please my lover, my father. Yes, my my Jesus. Yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, the one that loves me ultimately. That's the superhuman transformation that gives your superpower the edge to cut through, bypass all of the you know, stuff, hokey pokey stuff, and get to the place of manifestation. And so gratitude is a superpower, baby. It's a superpower. And when you start to express it, I am grateful to God for all that he does. Then you start, oh, I'm going, I'm so glad I'm a girl, a woman. I'm not, um, I, I mean, you know, I love men. Oh, yes, I do. But I don't want to be one. And I get to express strength in from a female perspective. I'm still a son. This this doesn't change my position or connection as a part of Jesus, as a part of Christ being in him. No, not at all. But as a daughter of God, I get to be. Like, come on, ladies, you know what I'm saying? We get to be pretty. We get to smell nice. We get to 
we get to shop <laughs> for different things and we get to be kind and we get to love and we can express things maybe sometimes maybe more so than, than men can we have a freedom a liberty an opportunity to release the love of god to 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 all others and the light on the inside it starts to brighten up the the atmosphere for everybody else and you can bring about the changes from the kingdom of god you can use your power for good you can influence um others with peace and joy and laughter because gratitude is the joy of gratitude is that it releases the righteousness of god you see the right way to do things is his way and you are grateful to him for what he does and then the timing of god once you settle in this is what they're talking about here once you settle in to the timing of god to the kairos to the to the way he wants to do things you have peace and you have faith he it's done i'm in a mess maybe but i know that i'm going to get instructions and i'm going to follow them because i have a pattern of obedience and i'm grateful that he doesn't leave me in this so i'm inclining my ear to wisdom to hear what he has to say and then what happened that timing of god opens up a supernatural way of escape and i'm able to come out from under all of the other uh, things because god's timing is what it is there's another one um first corinthians 10 13 in the i'm reading out of the passion translation it says we all experience times of testing which is normal for every human being but god will be faithful to you he will screen and filter the severity nature and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it and each test is an opportunity to trust him more for along with every trial God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. That's 1 Corinthians 10:13 in the Passion Translation. You have victory, you have joy, you have all of these different things. And I'm grateful to be a woman of God that gets to be mighty, gets to be powerful, and all of those other things, but I get to be, I get to still be a woman. I don't have to act like a man. I can trust the timing of my father. What does that mean? I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and the kingdom, the success of the kingdom is such that because it is in earth as it is in heaven, all eyes will go towards the kingdom and see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And they will see why this kingdom life is, is this thing of ours, this kingdom thing of ours is not to be compared to anything else. You can try comparing other things to the kingdom, but the kingdom itself is that God is incomparable. There is nothing greater, nothing more superior. And I get to tell people, I get to love, and I get to have a wonderful time in this being a spirit being in this particular vessel. That's what he wants for each and every one of you, male or female. You get to be a man. If you're a man, then you get to be strong. You get to be, you know, you. I, I'm going to tell you men a secret. Many of you 
um, you strive so much to try to be this really good looking bloke or gentleman or whatever it is. And you, you, sometimes you guys, uh, I think you've met a treacherous woman and you got hurt. You got told some things. I, I know some men of one skin color and they were told that women preferred a different flavor and they got rejected. And so that did something to them or they were told they gained too much weight or they're not tall enough or they're too tall, too freakishly large or too skinny and all the different things that an unhappy child in a woman's body, an insecure child in a woman's body will say to you. But I'm going to tell you something as a woman of God. I'm going to tell you that the thing about each of you that we find to be the most powerful, endearing draw is when you let the love of God shine through you. Baby, it does not matter what kind of uh, uh, package you come in. I'm going to tell you something. There is a woman there that has, uh, that God, there are women of God that will love you and appreciate you and see you as the hero, see you as the knight in shining armor. See you as this man of God that can bring this word and release compassion and talk about the love of God and the heart of a father and do the things that, that God tells you to do and to say. And, and, and every one of us is wanting you all to go full strength, every true woman of the kingdom. And I, I, I know enough of them to know that I'm telling you the truth. I, I may, Maybe nobody's told you this, so let me tell you. When you let the lion roar in you, <laughs> she can hear the strength of it and she can roar too because each of us, we also, we go full strength. We want to be in relationship with the man that doesn't back down when we go full strength. Okay. Um, I, you can meet a lot of the men. They say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you do it. And they say bye because they can't take the strength. We want you to go full strength and to be able to embrace the strength that we have so that together we're the force, we're the, the called ones. You know, to be recognized as the mate, not by the outside, not by what you appreciate because you're going to show all those guys that mocked you because of how you were treated that you can get something like whatever, you know, fits your eye gates and completely knocks you off your game. So we root for you more than you know, men of God. We really do. And women of God, I'm telling you, don't you dare hold back. Let the kingdom of God be made manifest through you. Don't you try to pretend to be helpless and phony and, oh, men only like me for this and all of that other stupid stuff that the world talks about, but that the kingdom does not. You are going to have to stand in the love, in the grace, in the power of the kingdom of God and, and enjoy, be, walk in this gratitude to him, both of us, all of us, men and women. We're all sons. Be grateful to the Father in the timing of the Father and stop trying to make that, that the things that he's better equipped to do. Stop trying to make it 
happen. I'm telling you, you become very unhappy and you become stressed and you become drained. I'm going to tell you another secret. Um, this is also for those because we because I do talk to single people and I talk to married people and I want all of us to understand or parents or uh, fellow ministers because no matter what the relationship is this is applicable to every single one of them okay the blessings that are for us every single day that must much of the time we miss. Because we're still looking at yesterday and what did not happen. But the Bible says in Lamentations, great is your faithfulness and the blessings, our mercies, I should say, are new every morning, every day. I, I wrote a song, um, Every Day is a Blessing. I'm going to publish those songs in 2022, some of them anyway. But this one is Every Day is a Blessing. Mercy's new every morn. Darkness is all around me, but new light. But all of those things I scorn because the mercy, the love of God, I, I'm, I'm filled with the blessings, with the blessings of God. Every day is a blessing. That's what the basics of the song are about. And I'm here to tell you that one of the awesome things, Proverbs 31 talks about this a lot, talking about the man and the woman. But when that man is sitting in the gates of the city, he is able to sit in that position because of what she brought to the marriage, because of the timing, because of the commission of God upon the two. If, if you don't have the commission, you're in the wrong relationship. I'm telling you, for those of you that are seeking a mate, if, there, if the commission is not clear, if there is not an understanding that the strength that she brings is the, oh my God, I can't even get into this right now. I want to, I just have to tell you, you need to seek the Holy Spirit. I, I don't know who you are or who you, somebody's are. When you see this, I pray that it smacks you right between the eyes, that the blinders come off because you're looking at the wrong stuff because you haven't dealt with the issues on the inside of you that the Holy Spirit is saying, my hand is extended. If you give it to me, I'll get you out of this. Trust my timing. You're not forgotten. You're not too old. You're not going to dry up and blow away like a tumbleweed. <laughs> Be grateful. Let gratitude open the doors for you and let the moisture of his love and joy start running through your dry bones again. You need that. So I give that to you. The blessings and the joy she brought to him because she's full strength and she was full strength filled with the strength that he needed. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Every woman has it, but that whole rib thing is a real thing. Okay. We've got the joint, the marrow. We've got the DNA that is necessary. I think for one personally, and I've got a lot of thoughts on that because what the things that the father teaches me, we have the father-son relationship. It's very important in the kingdom. But we're preparing for a wedding. I get to be one of those. I, I hear, I love romance. I love love. I love stories. I love seeing people together. I, le I love seeing the joy of it all. But what I'm no longer in a hurry for is trying to make something happen, baby, that God does not. You see what I'm saying? When you start getting balanced again, this relationship with him, I didn't read any of the scriptures I thought I was going to, and I've got about five more minutes. But this was important. 
then you can start living that life of what if I could go here and do this? What if I could start developing my strength over here? I've had so many ideas and so many solutions have started to come. Clarity of mind. See, I was blocked. And this is why I wanted to tell you all this. Because my thinking was going in a direction away from the kingdom. You got to stay in the kingdom. You got to stay in the mind of Christ. You have to stay in your seat in the heavenlies. You have to live from above and not beneath. You've got to live from, you have to look and see the wounds and see ahead and see the things that, that the snares that come in a pretty package or a, a well-built package. But they're snares all along, not because the people are bad, but because the assignment that they were sent into your life didn't come from God. You found them. <laughs> Because you were looking and you need to stop. Whoever you are, you need to stop. Stop looking because you're looking, as the song says, looking for love, looking for finances, looking for connections in all the wrong places. It's got to come through the kingdom for you to be able to successfully accomplish kingdom business or kingdom agenda and you love everybody. I, I'm not talking about villains and, and things of that sort. But I'm just telling you, a little bit off is too far off. You won't be in alignment. And that's what you needed to know. So again, if you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. Where um, do you, does God have the relationship with you that he wants right now? Or are you satisfied coasting on the relationship that you've had? Can he talk to you about this, but not about that? Are people telling you things that you want to hear because you don't want to hear anything else? Or are you not hearing what they're saying because you're so sure that you've heard God? If you can't find it in the word, and if it doesn't have that authenticity, the ring of, the, of, of truth, you're off. Maybe just a little bit. Lack of gratitude. Lack of timing, not understanding this timing, not picking up the blessings, not walking in the joy, not having the fresh part of relationship, letting him love you and love away. Uh, you, you, if you're thinking thoughts about the past, about how you were treated, about what people say about you, about what people used to say about you, about accusations, about um, how you're perceived now, how you're misunderstood, how the opportunities have dried up, how this has happened, how that has happened. Go back to where you departed. Go back to the last place where you were hurt and give that mess over. You're saying, well, I already did. Okay, good. Go back to the last place where you were hurt and give over the other part and stay still until the, 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 the clarity comes, the joy comes. It's not enough to say, I survived it. It's not enough to say, hey, I fought that thing and, you know, we won it. If you don't have the joy, if you don't have the peace, if you don't have the gratitude, if you don't have the, the clarity then there's still something there. Or call one of us because you know what? I want everybody to make it. I don't know that everybody will, but if I can help you, I will do that. I definitely want to pray for you. And I'm really out of time just about here. So those were the notes that I had. Um, 
I want to also advise you again, it was first Peter five, six in the passion translation and first Corinthians 10, 13 in the passion translation. Again, we all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being, but God will be faithful to you. He will. He always is. He will screen and filter the severity, nature and timing of every test or trial that you face so that you can bear it. And each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. Maybe you came out of it, but the victory is not there. Maybe you came out of it, but there's you left a piece of yourself, a piece of your DNA got held back. You need to get it back. I can help you with that. Yeah, we can. Because we want you to win. Every single man, every single woman, under the sound of the Spirit of the Lord's voice coming out of my mouth. Since the whole plan for what I was going to talk about changed a little bit. But this testimony has put me right. And I can see it so clearly. I can see when Kronos in the past bows to Kairos, bows to the timing of the Lord, everything else. And then it, you go to a different level. You start living from the place that you belong, the seated place. And you cease to live in that area of your life, your emotions, from the place where you were wounded, from the place where you might have gotten healed, but you didn't get whole. I'm talking to you, aren't I? Well, good. I was talking to myself, too. It's what I've been uh, seeking without knowing that I was. And again, it started with gratitude. Let's take a few minutes while we're closing down. I can just tell you later, uh, this is what God is not limited to the things that you and I see. God is not limited to what we think. There's an infinite supply of substance waiting to manifest, to be manifest according to your beliefs and words. Don't settle for a mediocre thing in one area to prove something to people that don't care about you. And something that you won't want because it really does not allow you to be you. Preaching to the choir. Okay. Um, so <laughs> let's, First uh, Corinthians 2 verses 9 through 16 is in the notes. Read through that one this week. As you're asking these questions, take these questions that I've asked and go do something with them. I want to hear the testimonies because I know for a fact that there are some people that are going to break through. Timing. Leave it in his hands. Where where are you trying to hurry him up? Um, I got so much to tell you and I'm, I'm not going to be able to say it now. So, Lord, we praise you. I pray for the men and women, the lovely people that are connected to this class, the astounding love people, the more than enough ministries people, the ones I know from Settled Devotion or from um, the Loving Unity Movement and those that are friends and family from other places and uh, my friends in Canada and Australia and uh, 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 all of the different places where they are. I love these people, Lord. I surely do. And you love them more. And so I just express that love to break some things, to destroy some yokes in their lives. 
I thank you that the blood of Jesus, the voice, the power-filled voice of the blood of Jesus has already testified about their breakthrough, about them breaking out, about these things breaking off, that the assignments that have been against them to hinder them are destroyed in their lives right now. In the name of Jesus, that the goodness of God, the love of God, and the power of God is working on your behalf, and that the words and the things of the past must bow to the timing of God and can no longer plague you or take you into a future that is hopeless or dark or mediocre in the plans, that the plans that the Lord has for you for good and not for evil will come to fruition in your lives to as many as have received him and to as many who have become the sons of God, to as many as have a desire of your heart to please the Father more than you want to please yourselves. I say that you are graced with these words, that the overcoming power that is yours by way of your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ activates on the inside of you. For God is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you both the power and the desire, the will, the ability to do his good pleasure and his delight, his satisfaction, his delight in your life. I pray that you receive that crown, that ability, that love, that longing to be a lover of God according to the way he wants you to be so that he can bless you with his desires for you because God is at work. The, the word of God is working in our time and you shall not be left out. The relationship that he wants with you, give it to him. The king is your husband. Give him what he desires. Give him the part of you that you have withheld. Give him your propensity towards depression in the holiday season. Give him the loneliness. Give him <laughs> even the men and women, those single people that you have chosen and the married people, the way that you view your spouse, give it to God and let him give you his desires and his blessings. I pray that over this next 31 days of December, that every day you pick up the blessing of the Lord and you rejoice in the presence of the Holy Spirit and you dance and enjoy and explore and expand and be blessed and expect, expect, expect from the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness because he's got a whole lot of good in store for you. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. I encourage the Astounding Love people. It's Wednesday night and the offering and so forth. Go ahead and release that. So, uh, this week, we are in San Jose at Golden Altars, which is um, the house of Apostle Cal, Calvin Cook. It's in San Jose. And the Loving Unity Movement Meeting is taking place on Friday and Saturday. So it's Friday all day. And then um, there's a session at night. And then um, also on Saturday, if you want more information, I'm giving this commercial for free. Go to love-unity. I think it's love-unity.org. Love, you know, love uh, 
and you will see the information on there. I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to watch, to go on to the Loving Unity Network. You'll see Apostle Baker and others that she, she teaches um, real, uh, the sorry, telling it like it is the kingdom way. Uh, every Monday. And also you can look on our More Than Enough Ministries Facebook page and you will see Apostle Baker teaching on uh, her, that other program is called Really Telling It Like It Is. And there are so many nuggets and there's so many gifted, anointed, beautiful men and women of God that are uh, disposed to predisposed to love you are, are moved to do that. We'll pray for you. If you have a prayer request, put it there or contact us at astoundinglove.org. And those are all the things I have to say. I will be back um, this way next Wednesday, but I want to hear your testimonies. And I'm also going to be doing a little teaching on the blood of Jesus and Kingdom Conversations. We'll have a, our, a preview of that on the last Monday in the month of December, where you'll get to see what we're, what we've been up to, what's going on. So that's all I have to say. It's not really. I got lots more to say. But that's all I'm going to say. I'm Lindsay Lee, pastor of Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship. I am your teacher for tonight. This has been Kingdom 101 Relationships, and I pray that you grow in yours, and I look forward to growing in relationship with you. So thank you so much. I love you, Astounding Lee, and I'll see you next time. Good night.